0: Enter carefully, bookworms, for this is a realm where dreams and nightmares collide. Your guide, your storyteller, your companion in this odyssey of the mind is host, Jason Morrison. Prepare to be enthralled and captivated, for what lies ahead is beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. Together, we shall uncover secrets buried in the sands of time, traverse the landscapes of the unknown confront the darkness that lurks within us all, and turn the podcasting world upside down. Okay, most of that is crap, but let's talk about some books anyway. Welcome back to Have You Read This? When I first started this podcast, one of the questions that I always seemed to get was, are you just going to talk about books about death, zombies, and the apocalypse? And personally, I don't see anything wrong with that. The end of the world is closer now. It's closer now than it has ever been. I mean, you've been to a Walmart, right? You've literally tried to watch people drive in a parking lot. Uh, the apocalypse is pretty close. Anyway, despite my love for dystopian novels and all things into the world, Blindness by Jose Saramago had somehow passed under my radar undetected. And I actually stumbled across this book from the exact same list where I discovered the painted bird. So shout out to the dark-minded folks that put that list together, because there's been some really good ones on it. This list was put out by Thought Catalog in 2017, and it was titled Read at Your Own Risk. 27 of the darkest pieces of fiction Ever published. And blindness was one of those that made that list. And it also made it over to my TBR. There wasn't a lot about blindness on that list in terms of what it was about. And in fact, really the only thing that that article offered to me was like this odd it was an odd reference to American Psycho. And I still don't get the tie in between these two. And then it quoted a reviewer who said, as things gradually become worse and worse for the characters, it's like the boiling lobster metaphor and suddenly it hits you. I don't have never been told the boiling lobster metaphor, but I guess if you're ex, explaining this book to somebody, it's like being in water that is slowly boiling and at some point it hits you. And I'll, I'll save all the colorful language of this reviewer. They described the situation as devolving into a scenario where people people are basically monsters as if that's somehow not already the case. And all of that sounded great, but but what was the book actually about, right? Anyway, here is the official synopsis from Goodreads read to you by Sarah Jessica Parker. A driver waiting at a traffic light suddenly and without explanation goes blind. An ophthalmologist tries to diagnose his distinctive white blindness, but is affected before he can read the textbooks. It becomes a contagion spreading throughout the city, trying to stem the epidemic. The authorities herd the afflicted into a mental asylum where the wards are terrorized by blind thugs. And when fire destroys the asylum, the inmates burst forth and the last links with a supposedly civilized society are snapped. Thanks, Sarah. Excellent job. So the situation obviously sounds pretty terrible, right? I mean, not as terrible as being locked in a theater and being forced to watch from Justin to Kelly, but uh, say this is this is they're probably a dead even right now. That being said, the story this one felt pretty original to me. I saw just a few attempts from people to try to tie this novel somehow to Bird Box, but. I'm really not getting those those vibes here. And I guess obviously it has to do with the vision thing. Either way, I love dystopian, end-of-the-world, survival-type books. And just when I feel like I've seen or read just about every plot line there is, something like this comes along. And because of that, I really had high hopes for it. Saramago wrote this book back in 1995, and it's considered one of his most popular books. He received the Nobel Prize for Literature. And during that whole thing, this was one of the books that the committee mentioned when they were announcing the award. So I think it's safe to say that he knew his way around putting a novel together. Obviously, based on the title and the synopsis, I wouldn't be giving anything away by saying that a strange blindness is infecting the city, which quickly turns into an epidemic. To try to limit the spread of the infection, The government quickly went into action, and they put directional arrows on the ground of all of the grocery stores to make sure people only walked in a certain direction. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) See, I'm getting, I'm getting my dystopian plot lines mixed up again. But in all seriousness, though, the people in charge, what they decided to do is they were going to herd up the infected or the people that they thought were infected, and they just dumped them into this asylum, and everyone is quarantined and. As if that wasn't bad enough, that's really the start of where things started to absolutely fall apart. Before I go too much further, I want to mention that Jose takes a hit from some critics who don't prefer his writing style. They claim it's just large blocks of solid text, few quotations, and far too many run-on sentences. And I'm guessing that his novel being translated from Portuguese into English meant that there could be something lost in the translation there. I even saw one reviewer claim that this book was written similar to *A Clockwork Orange*, and I- I'm not feeling that comparison. *A Clockwork Orange* to me was almost like an entirely different language. And I remember, I remember when I picked that book up and I started reading it, and I was I was so confused. I was, "What is this?" I remember going to the very back of the book and reading some of. The last chapter, just to see, was this whole thing written this way? Because it 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 took me a little bit to get used to. Blindness is not a difficult book to follow. In fact, if if you have read Cormac McCarthy and you like his style, Blindness won't be that much of a departure from that. And speaking of punctuation and run-on sentences, what you're not going to get are character names. You may like them, but you're not getting them. Instead, what you're going to get is the doctor's wife or the girl with the dark glasses or the first blind man or the little boy with the squint. And that's how they're referred to through this whole book. Like you get through the very end and they're still talking about the girl with the dark glasses or what they're just referring to people that way. So it was a little, it was a little odd, but personally I loved it and I don't need all of the answers. I don't need all of the names. Sometimes I want, A book like this because it is so differently presented. But back to the story. So living conditions, as you might have guessed, deteriorate and they deteriorate very fast. People are not allowed to leave under threat of physical violence from soldiers who are standing guard outside. But the outside, as you also may have guessed, that isn't much better than what's going on on the inside. On the outside, the soldiers who are standing guard and they start to feel the effects of disinfection spreading and they end up stopping uh the basic medicine and things to supplies to be coming into the asylum, food kind of becomes this currency and things just start to really spiral out of control beyond that. I think I'd give it away if I explain way too much here about all of the major sections in in this timeline, but I remember my oldest daughter had started to read this book around the same time I did, and and I got far enough ahead and into a certain point, and to me, it was a turning point in the book, and I suggested to her, you might not want to keep reading this. This book gets pretty dark, and while this is a fictional timeline, obviously, the events that take place as morality degrades, it's most definitely believable. There are groups formed inside the quarantine area. There's abuse and violence, you name it. There's a few plot twists that I had not expected. And I mean, that's a great thing. I Instantly, when I start reading this, I start also thinking, okay, how's the author going to tidy this up? How are they going to Handle this character or this situation? Like, where is this heading? And these plot twists, I felt like were a perfect addition to help keep it, keeps the tension high in this book as the breakdown of society is near total. I mean, imagine a world where everybody is blind. There's no government, no school, no enforcement of rules. It's just survivalist madness. It's, it's like being inside Walmart during a big black Friday sale. I've not spent too much time looking at what other readers have had to say about this book. And usually when you dig long enough, you'll find someone who has a theory about the author and what they were actually addressing with the story. It's not, it's not just fiction. It's got to have a deeper meaning behind it. Maybe it's a, a political message. Who knows? But when I was done reading this, it to me it was just another reminder of how fragile our world is, how easily it could be shattered and destroyed, and just how quickly the world is capable of declining this yeah, this is a fictional story, but I think if you put yourself in the situation as one of these people that had been infected and placed in this quarantine, nothing that happens you would be like, wow, well, yeah, that's a surprise. Never saw that coming. Like when morality truly declines and breaks down 100%, all bets are off, right? And I, and I think this book covers that pretty well. And I, and I think Saramago was telling us that in one way or another, we're either all monsters or we are all capable of being monsters. It just depends on the situation that we're put in. I would love to go further into what my reasons are behind all of this. But at the end of the day, I just want you to shut this podcast off and go read the thing yourself. Then I want you to come find me on Instagram and tell me that this episode, it was a beacon of light in your reading darkness. But in all seriousness, I really do want you to come find me on Instagram and tell me that this book was great because it's a really good book and I want you to read it. Saramago wrote a sequel to Blindness in 2004 titled Seeing which has also been translated into English, and I haven't read this one. Part of me really doesn't want to. I thought Blindness was the perfect. I just liked it. I liked what it was. I liked its ending, and I sometimes I don't need a sequel. I need, I need people to stop remaking things and stop making sequels when they don't make sense. Maybe Curiosity will get me at some point, and I'll get this book just to see what it was like, but I'm really comfortable with leaving it where it was. I also wasn't aware that Blindness was adapted into a film back in 2008 starring Mark Ruffalo and Julianne Moore. And I watched the trailer for this, not even aware it existed until I researched it for this episode. I'd love for you to go check this thing out. I'll have show notes and some extra goodies and stuff posted up on the website. Have you read this podcast.com. Thanks for tuning in until next time. If we cannot live entirely like human beings, at least let us do everything in our power, not to live entirely like animals.